quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. 
Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Well, welcome everybody. What a great and wonderful evening it is to be at VCF. And we're ready for the floodgates to be opened. And times of refreshing to come from God's presence. Lord, we glorify you. We magnify you. We lift you up in this place. And we thank you for doing great and mighty things in our midst, in us, through us, and to us, Lord. And we just glorify you in all things. Have your way tonight, Lord. Let's worship the Lord together. Stand together. We don't have any words for you tonight, but you have words that you're going to sing to God. Everyone knows Waymaker. We're going to let the instruments play tonight for part of this, and we're just going to worship. How's that? All right, if you're ready, let's go. You are here. You're moving in our I worship you.
and just worship for a little bit. We worship you in this house, Lord. Our way maker, his name is Jesus. He's made a way in every possible place on this earth. He's made a way above, beneath, around.
present and our future. Father, we thank you tonight for your presence and we thank you for speaking to us. It has been given to you to know my mysteries to know my secrets. For I don't call you servants, I call you my friends, because I reveal to you what my Father is doing. So listen closely. Hear what I have to say. For I will show you the great and glorious way. The way of health, the way of prosperity, the way of peace, and the way of righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Amen, amen, amen. Well, if you can, you can have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. No, they do a wonderful job. They do an amazing job. We're so grateful and thankful to them. Hallelujah. We just want to welcome you here tonight. Those of you that are here and those of you that are watching, amen. Wherever you are, get engaged in what God is doing. Hallelujah. And I just want to let you know that this is the weekend, men. Friday at 6 p.m. And Saturday morning at 8.30, we're going to inspire and develop some world changers. And we're going to equip you to change your world. So... uh, if you can, come and be a part of that. Hallelujah. And uh, know that we have our Bible adventure tomorrow where we minister to Northside and, and Forge schools back to back. 
We bring them here during school for an hour to teach them about Jesus. Amen. And uh, we're just so grateful that we have an inlet uh, into our schools and God is good. And I want to let you know that there's something new that's available. This is my new book. It's called Effervescent Joy. Now, I must warn you, it will make you laugh. It will help you understand why you should laugh. Amen. And uh, it's available on Amazon. Uh, We'll have some here uh, in our bookstore as well. And uh, it'll be a blessing to you. Amen. We got lots of authors out of VCF, Pastor Fiona, uh, myself, and Melissa and Nelson. Amen. And uh, I believe that more are coming. Publishers are going to be wanting to say, what's happening there? Amen. So uh, get that. That'll be a blessing. And then you're giving tonight. Amen. Isn't it a joy to give to God? You can give any time during the service. If you're watching online, go to our website and give that way. Uh, put your seed in the ground. You know, if you, if you want it to grow, it's got to go in the ground. It will remain the same in your hand. But when it leaves your hand, it'll go into your future and into your life. Amen. So, Father, I just call a blessing on every giver and every gift that they sow, Father. And we just welcome them into your kingdom. And thank you, Lord, for multiplying it super abundant. More than enough, cause your goodness to overflow in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, kids, are you ready? Teachers, are you ready? We're so appreciative of our teachers and our kids. Have a great kids' life Wednesday night. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We appreciate all those who pick up and take home our kids and teach our kids. And uh, Amen. Maybe you didn't know it, but we're bringing kids here every week on Wednesdays and Sundays. And uh, hallelujah. We're glad to be able to do that. I have a testimony to share. All one right, of the yeah, kids, yeah. one of the kids that came yeah. tonight, uh, they they started coming to church because they were part of Bible Adventure. They still mm-hmm. come to Bible Adventure, but she was saying that today she was in her class and there's some construction being done next to it or something or behind her class, and she felt she heard that she should put her hoodie up, which is not allowed. So she went ahead and put her hoodie up. And her teacher was getting a little bit upset with her because she said, you need to take it off, you need to take it off. And she's thinking to herself, but I just heard I should put it up, I should put it up. So she kind of held on and kept it on. And within a few seconds or minutes, I don't know what she said, but there was a mistake in the construction and they shattered the glass that fell all over her. But her hoodie was on and she she kept her hands in her pocket because that's what she heard she should do. So none of her body got hurt by God. Amen? But she learned how to listen to the voice of God from being taught the Bible. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And uh, some of our teens got healed uh, at Let Us Worship and at our youth. Amen. Hallelujah. God's working. Glory to God. Well, are you ready tonight? I mean, are you really ready? All right, well, we're going to get into this. Hallelujah. How many know that God is a supplier? 
There might be a supply chain problem in the U.S., but there's no supply chain problem in heaven. God knows how to get what you need to you. Okay? God is a Jehovah Jireh. He's a provider. What that means is he looked ahead and saw what you were going to need and had it ready. Okay? So tonight, we're going to tap into God's supply. Anybody need anything from God tonight? Well, he's got it, and he is ready to give it to you instantly. Amen? Amen. God, God doesn't even need truck drivers. He's got a spiritual network. Faster than Amazon. The quickest download ever. Amen? So I want you to turn to Genesis 26. And uh, we're going to begin here. And... Uh, Genesis 26, and we're going to look at um, it's verse, I think, 15. Now, you have to do old school because our projector is being replaced. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, um, yeah, Genesis 26, verse 15. We touched on this a little bit last week. Isaac was beginning to get his own revelation on how to prosper. God was blessing him, and he was seeing God work. He planted seed and reaped a hundredfold. And, and the country that he was in, people were watching this. They were seeing the supernatural, superabundant increase and supply that God was giving to Isaac. Okay? And in verse 15... It says, for all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the, in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them. Now, if you're a, if you're a, a rancher and a sheep herder and a goat herder and you get your well stopped up, that's going to dry up your prosperity pretty quick. Because the, the, the reason that they did this was not because they envied him. You know, when you envy someone, you don't want them to succeed. And so um, all, that, all the wells that his father dug, they were filling up with dirt. All right? And uh, verse 16 says, And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go from us, for you are much mightier than we and Isaac departed there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham. And so he's reopening the wells. For the Philistines had stopped them after, after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of springing water. Everybody say they dug and they found a spring. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of that place Essek because they strung with them. That means uh, contentious or strife. And he digged another well 
and strove for that also, and he called the name uh, Sitna, which means enmity or hostility. And then uh, he, he went away from there, and uh, he dug another well, and for that they, they didn't strive because they were, he was out of their area. And uh, he called the name of it Rehoboth, for he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. So Rehoboth means open spaces. All right? So we're not going to deal with the names this week, but maybe next week. But I want to talk to you a little bit about wells. I want you to envision tonight wells. Wells of healing. Wells of prosperity. A well of joy. A well of peace. Right? A well of strength. God's got wells. And he just needs some people who have the means and the material to dig those wells and to tap into his supply. The Bible is a well of life. And we tap into it by studying it, reading it, confessing it, saying it, amen, believing it. Those are the means by which we tap into the well and extract what's inside. You know, a well could have oil, gas, or water, right? And there's different ways that you could extract what's on the inside. You could dig it out with a shovel or a backhoe. You could stick a pipe in the ground and watch it, or you could drill. Amen? But uh, I want you to know that God's got a supply. Wells represent supply and provision. Now, we're not ranchers and cattle people here today, but we can tap into the spiritual wells that God has for us. And the enemy will do everything that he can to try to prevent you to tap into those wells so that you'll get discouraged and move on. He doesn't, because he knows if you tap into that well and you just take one taste, one taste will get you hooked. On God. I know about you. I'm hooked on God. How about you? I'm a Bible junkie. Amen. I'm a God junkie. I'm addicted to Jesus. Amen. No harmful side effects. Glory to God. So wells represent provision and supply. Wells help those who are dry, thirsty, and weary. If you're dry, thirsty, and weary, you're in the right place tonight. Because there is some refresh, there's a well of refreshing tonight. Amen? It's in, it's in God's presence. And all you've got to do is tap into God's presence. Hallelujah. And we have the means in, in and a well is an opportunity. A well can be passed on to Jacob. Do you realize the well that Jesus went to in Samaria was dug by Jacob? And Jacob gave that land where that well was to Joseph. And people generations after Jacob were still benefiting from that well. They were giving water to their cattle for their prosperity. They were giving water to themselves for their life and sustenance. 
A well can go on for generations. Hallelujah. God's got, I'm telling you, heaven is a big aquifer. Heaven is a big aquifer. It never is going to run dry. We, everybody in this planet could tap into it at the same time, and we, it would never even uh, tap into the full source or extract all that there is. Amen? So in Numbers 21.16 talks about the Israelites went on to beer. That is the well where the Lord said to Moses, gather the people and I will give them water. Say, God's giving me water tonight. Water is good for your soul. Water is good for your life. You are 70% water. Amen. And notice verse 17. Then Israel sang this song. Spring up, oh well. Come on, you got to sing to the water. How do you tap into the water? You tap into it by singing. Glory to God. Your tongue is the bucket that gets the water out of the well. Spring up, oh well. Glory to God. Say that. Say, spring up, oh well. You know, God put, his, God put a well in you. It's called salvation. You know, wells are where people encounter God. They had experiences with God. Genesis 16. Hagar encountered God at a well. She was in a tough place. Sarah kicked her out because she was mocking Sarah. I can have a baby. You can't. I can have a baby. You can't. (laughs) Well, she was out in the wilderness on her own. And in verse 13, it says, Hagar called on the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are God who sees. For she said, I have not even, have I not even uh, here in the wilderness remained alive after seeing him who sees me with understanding. You know, God sees you with understanding and compassion. And therefore, a well was called Beer Lahai Roy, a well of the living one who sees me. I'm telling you, God sees you. He knows what you need. And he's got the supply. He's got the goods. And he's ready to distribute it to you. Amen? Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what it is. He can get it to you. He can get it for you. Or he can make it. Amen? You know, and... A well is where we encounter God. The the woman at Samaria encountered God at a well. Jesus sat down at a well because he was tired from his journey. And there came a woman who had all this baggage in her life. She didn't know that she was going to encounter God, but God knew that she was going to encounter him. 
It's called a divine appointment. God was there knowing that she was going to be there. You know, God never misses an appointment. Amen. Amen. And Jesus was just waiting for her. And when she came, he struck up a conversation. Oh, my goodness, the Jews are talking to Samaritans. She's like, you a Jew talking to me? Jews don't talk to Samaritans. Yeah, but I'm different. Amen? That's what Jesus said in my own words. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Jesus asked her for a drink. And she knew that he didn't have anything to draw with. She's just thinking naturally, but he's thinking spiritually. And then uh, Jesus said that uh, there, there could be a spring of water springing up out of your being to eternal life. He called it living water. Amen? And, and this woman had, had a hard life. Right? She had many men and many relationships and she was broken. She was wounded and she needed some living water. And she said, give me this living water. Where can I get it? She said, you don't have anything to draw with. How can I get it? And you just have to believe to get it. And she believed, amen, and she received. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 12. He gives us the keys on how to draw from God's wells. How many want to draw from God's wells? You know, back in the day, I, I, I wasn't around in this, but they used to have ink wells, right? And they'd have to dip their, they'd have to dip a quill, which was a feather, into an ink well in order to write. And you'd write a little bit, and then you have to dip. And you write a little bit, and you have to dip. I'm telling you, you God, you can take as many dips as you need to in God. Amen? You can, you can write a little bit, take another dip. Write a little bit, take another dip. Amen? You can take as many dips as you want to. We're going to take some dips tonight. Are you ready to take some dips tonight? Hallelujah. We're going to get immersed in God's presence. I don't know about you, but I came here for an encounter. I want to get immersed in God's presence. Because that's the only thing that's going to do what I need done. Amen? The world isn't going to help me. My friends aren't going to help me. But God can help me no matter what. Glory to God. He is not limited by anything. Space or time. Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 12. It's only six verses. But here are the keys to draw from God's well. He says this. Hallelujah. In verse 1, I'll read this from the Amplified. On that day, you will say, I will give thanks to the Lord. King James says, I will praise you. If you want to tap in to God's well, you're going to have to praise him. You're going to have to open your mouth and give praise to God. But it's just uncomfortable. Get over it. Why is praising God uncomfortable? You know why? Because you're not praising him every day. I read it from the King James. Oh, Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger has turned away and you comfort me. 
All right? I will give you thanks to you, O Lord, for though you are angry with me, your anger has turned away. Glory to God. If you want to tap into God's will, you've got to know that he's merciful. God's mercy is his anger turning away. Say, God's not angry with me. No. He'd rather show you mercy than anger. When God shows you his anger, you've had umpteen times to experience his mercy and you didn't. So if you want to tap into God's well, it's going to, you're going to have to tap into it with praise, right? And you're going to have to tap into it with mercy, right? You're going to have to have faith in the mercy of God, all right? And then he says, you comfort me, all right? God's, who, who, who did God give us is our comforter. He said, I'm giving you another comforter, Amen. Are you, are you fellowshipping with the comforter? See, how do you get comforted? Talk to the comforter. He is a comforter. I know you talk to your comforters on your bed. On a cold day, you get under that comforter. You say, oh, comforter, you're so wonderful. You're so warm. You just warm my body up. Amen. Well, the Holy Ghost is a comforter. Amen. This is how we tap into God's well. Verse 2, King James says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. All right, if you want to tap into God's well, well, you've got to uh, receive God's encouragement and God's support, his salvation, and you have to have intimate knowledge of him as your savior. Intimate knowledge, not just head knowledge. You got to have heart knowledge. You got to you got to get a little closer, amen. You got to you got to be able to talk with Jesus. You got to be able to spill your guts, so to speak. Yes. God is my salvation. Is He your salvation? He's your savior. He saved you. What did he save you from? He saved you from hell. He saved you from destruction. He saved you from danger. Amen? He saved you from the thief. Glory to God. He saved us. Hallelujah. Okay? And then he says, therefore, and you got to trust God, right? When you trust God, you can't lean on to your own understanding. You can't have your own understanding as one crutch and God as the other crutch. That's called double-minded. You know, God's going to do things that you won't understand. God's going to do things that you can't figure out. Right? That's where you got to trust him. Okay? Then it says, verse 3, Therefore, with joy... You shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. You can't draw, draw from God's well with sadness. You can't draw from God's well with complaining. You can't draw from God's well with a bad attitude. You've got to draw out with joy. With joy you shall draw out of the water. Amen? We've got to exercise joy. 
Well, how, how can I do that? You've got to know that God's your source of joy. Joy does not come from your circumstances. Joy does not come from the world. It comes directly from God. That's why you could be joyful in any situation. You have to draw water out with joy. How many got their bucket of joy ready to draw? Amen? Amen? You lower it down, it, it scoops up the water, and you bring it up. Yes. And you got a container of water to do what you need it to do. Yes. Amen? Yes. You got to, I need some more. Put it down and draw it out. Put it down and draw it out. You do that enough and it becomes a river. Yes. You do that enough and the Holy Ghost automates it. And then it's like this. Then it's a flow. Then you'd be like. Verse four. And in that day you shall say. You got to use your mouth. Your mouth is the primary mechanism for withdrawing water from God's well. The praises that you give, the thanksgiving that you give, the joy, amen. You know, when you're full of joy, it's going to come out of your mouth. It'll affect every part of your body, really, but it'll come out of your mouth. You can't can't be full of joy. You'll explode. (laughs) It's got to have an outlet. Amen. Your spirit is telling your soul, tell the body to get ready. Joy's about to flow. Amen? It's like, it's like a plane landing. You are cleared for takeoff. You are cleared for explosion. There's about to be a joy explosion in here. See, wells are underground. They're tapping into the water that's there. We got a well in our, in our spirit. Amen? We got a well inside of us. And we can draw out of that well anytime that we need to. How, how'd that well get in there? When you, when you accepted Jesus, he installed a well in you. Why? He's the living water. He's the fountain of life. Did you know that the Bible says when Moses struck that rock in the wilderness, 1 Corinthians 10 says that rock was Christ. That means water flowed out of Christ in the wilderness when they needed it most. They had, a, they had an endless supply of water. They, they went for days without water until God gave them a solution. Strike the rock. Speak to the rock. I'll supply you water in the desert. It doesn't matter. God can get it to you wherever you are. He can get you healed wherever you are. Amen? Hallelujah. So in that day you shall say, what are you going to say? Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Oh, when you say the name of Jesus, the water gets to moving. Hallelujah. And declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. What do we do? We're tapping in to the supply. Verse 5. Sing unto the Lord. 
for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Anything that God does is an excellent thing. No matter how small we think it is or how big we, we think it is, everything that God does is an excellent thing. Amen? We got to go around talking about the excellencies of God. Why? That develops a continual flow from his well. He brings satisfaction and glory with it. Verse 5, verse 6, cry out and shout, you inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of you. What is he in the midst of you? He's great. Where? In the midst of you. Inside of you. The Holy Ghost is with you, but he shall be in you. That's the glory of the New Testament, is we get the Holy Ghost in us. In the Old Testament, they didn't have him in them. They just had him on him. But we get him on us and in us. Glory to God. Spring up, oh well. Spring up. Hallelujah. Oh, and... uh, Verse 2, I will trust and not be afraid. If you want to tap into God's will, you've got to be fearless. Amen. Don't come with fear. Don't come with worry. Don't come with complaining. Don't come with a bad attitude. Why? Your bucket will be empty. You'll come up short. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And you've got to have praise Yielding to joy. Glory to God. That's how we tap in to the well of God. Wells are breaking open tonight. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wells are breaking open. Go to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Whoo! My goodness. Hearken unto me, Isaiah 50, oh, I'm sorry, 55, verse 1. I was at 51. 55, verse 1. There we go. Ho! That's that's Jesus from the streets. Ho! Yo! What's up? Everyone that thirsts. Are you thirsting tonight? What are you thirsting for? You know, when you're sick, you're thirsting for healing. When you're hopeless, you're thirsting for hope. Amen? Ho! Everyone that thirsts, what are you supposed to do? Come to what? To the waters! The waters! More than one water. Joy water. Healing water. Peace water. Prosperity water. Hope water. Strength water. Turn around water. You've got to come to the waters. He that has no money, I'm telling you, it's not going to cost you money. Come buy. Wait a minute. If it's not going to cost me money, how can I buy it? You have a currency called faith. Charge it to my faith card. You got a faith account in heaven. Amen. You can buy things from heaven's store with faith. Faith is the currency of Christianity. Faith is the currency. 
I'm, don't got to print no faith bills. Amen. Faith is a spiritual commodity that works with your heart and your mouth together. So you can buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for that which is not bread? How much money do we spend on things that don't satisfy us? And your labor for that which satisfies not. Hearken diligently unto me. The only one that's going to satisfy you is the Lord God Almighty. He is the satisfier. He satisfies my mouth with good things. Hearken diligently unto me. That, that puts a little bit more, it's not just hearing, but it's listening intently. Are you a diligent hearkener? You know, those who diligently seek him get rewarded. There's something about diligence. And eat that which is good. And let your soul delight itself in fatness. I'm telling you, your soul delights in fatness. Now, biblical fatness is the anointing. Why are you so happy? My soul is fat. My soul is happy. It's jolly. It's excited. I got a fat soul. Hallelujah. It delights in fatness. Glory to God. Woo! My soul is whole. Glory to God. I love the King James sometimes. My soul delights in fatness. Glory to God. <laughs> Incline your ear and come unto me. This is the same thing that Jesus said in John 7. All those who are thirsty come to me and drink. And out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Why? Because you've got a source of water on the inside of you in the name of Jesus. And it can flow out of you. Out of your belly will flow rivers. i got some rivers flowing out of me. Oh, rivers of life, rivers of joy, rivers of peace, rivers of strength, rivers of prosperity. Glory to God. You got some rivers flowing out of you? Rivers have a flow. Get into the flow. Get into the flow. Incline your ear. This is verse 3. Come unto me here and your soul shall live. Not only will your soul be fat, but it'll live. My soul can live fat. Glory to God. (laughs) I love it. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we can come to the waters. Tonight we got to come to the waters. Did you know that God would send an angel to waters and bring healing to people? God would bring water out of a rock to sustain his people. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, God, he can heal waters. 
In 2 Kings 2, there was a spring of water, but it brought barrenness and death. People couldn't drink it. So they went to the prophet. They said, this water is undrinkable, and it was causing barrenness and death. He said, give me some salt in a new bowl. You're a new creature in Christ. You're the salt of the earth. Amen. You got some flavor about you. When Jesus came into your life, he made you flavorful. He added some salt. And he, he, he took that salt in a new bowl and threw it in the waters. And the Bible says the waters were healed. No longer will they cause barrenness. And then in Exodus 15, the Israelites, they came to a place called Mara. They'd been without water for three days, and they couldn't drink the uh, water at Mara because it was bitter. You know, one time I stayed at a Boy Scout camp, and all the water, the faucets and the fountains tasted like rotten eggs. Salt, I mean, everything. You're brushing your teeth, it's sulfur. You're drinking water, it's sulfur. So the waters were bitter. Are you experiencing bitterness in your life? They were pressuring Moses. You know, because when people lack water, they get, they get feisty. You know, because you can, you can only go, with, go without water for a short period of time. You can go without food a little bit longer, but you can go water three days max. Right? And so they were pressuring Moses, and Moses, he said, well, God, you know, and God showed him a tree. Or a branch. Jesus is called a branch of Jesse. And he took that branch representing the cross. And he threw it into the water. And the waters were made sweet. Drinkable. God can turn your bitterness into sweetness. When you introduce the cross to your water. Hallelujah. And of course... Water is representative of the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah 2.13, it says this, Jeremiah 2.13, My people have committed two evils. They have abandoned and rejected me, the fountain of living water. God calls himself the fountain of living water. And they have carved out their own cisterns. How many people have tried to get healed on their own? That woman with the issue of blood, she was trying everything that she knew. Nothing against doctors. I don't have anything against doctors. You know, a doctor wrote two, two books of the Bible, Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. A doctor wrote those. And Jesus is called the great physician, so he loves doctors too. You know, you can go to Dr. Jesus. But he says that they carved out their own cisterns. A lot of people are trying to sustain their life on their own means. That's called religion. Making your own way to God. Making your own tower to heaven. How'd that work out? They tried to make a tower and they became babbling people. (laughs) Didn't work out so well, did it? Don't, don't carve out your own cisterns. Your supply of water can't do what God's water can do. Amen? Amen. 
And then Jeremiah describes them as broken cisterns. You know, if you carve out your own cistern, it's going to be broken. It's not going to do what it needs to do. That cannot hold water. If you can't, have, if you can't hold water, you can't be satisfied by water. So God is our fountain of living water. He's the fountain of life. Hallelujah. He's the fountain of Israel. Amen? And we know from Ezekiel 47 that there's a river that flows from the throne room, and it's flowing tonight. The Bible says that times of refreshing, Acts 3.19, shall come from the presence of God. God's presence... We're connected to God's presence tonight. All right, you came here on a Wednesday night. You're watching on a Wednesday night. You're connecting to God's presence. You're hearing the word of God. Amen? And therefore, because we're connected to God and we're, we're tapped into the river, there's a flow in here tonight. And that river is flowing, right? Some people only like to get up to their ankles, you know. Well, if you go just a little bit further, you can get your knees wet. And then, you know, just a little bit further, see, listen, you got to keep pressing into God. There is more to be had, more to be experienced, more to know, amen? And with each time, you got to keep pressing into God. Go a little bit further, and you're up to your waist. You don't need waiters, right? But if you go just a little bit further, you're swimming, why? What's that point? I'm immersed in God. Amen? The glory of God. The goodness of God. The greatness of God. The gladness of God. You know, there's, gla- there's levels of joy. There's joy. There's gladness. And then there's rejoicing. You know, and if you didn't get rejoicing right, you can say rejoice again. And again, I say rejoice, right? You get to rejoice until you get it right. Ha, ha, ha. You get to rejoice until you do it right. Amen? We're tapping into the flow right now in the name of Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. See, I'm using my mouth. I'm using my tongue. I'm giving praise to God. I'm tapping into the flow. I'm tapping into the supply. Amen? All right, I got to read you two scriptures, and then we'll let the Holy Ghost do what he needs to do. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, glory to God. Philippians chapter 4, oh, I better read this from the Amplified. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say, there's a flow, there's a flow. Coming, my way. coming my way. It's moving. It's moving. Hallelujah, I can feel it. It's bringing refreshing. It's bringing healing. It's bringing joy. It feels good. Come on in. The water's fine. Listen, just jump in. Jump in. There's, there's no rocks that are going to hurt you. Nothing at the bottom is going to hurt you. No, no fish going to bite your toe. Just jump in. All right. Philippians 4.19. This is amplified. And my God will liberally supply... It's an amplified says, fill until full. Fill until full. Some of you got a little bit of room. You're not filling until you're, you got to get a little bit more filling until you're full. 
You know, you're at half a tank. Let's get to full tank. All right. You know, it just takes a little bit more to get to full tank. Right. All right. My God will liberally supply, fill until full your every need. Uh, Healing is a need. Prosperity is a need. Joy is a need. I'm telling you, there's a lot of religious people that need some joy. You can tell. Religion makes you suck on lemons. Joy makes you suck on Jesus. And you see the difference. He'll fill your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Not your, not your riches, his riches. His supply comes out of his riches, his abundance, his, his supply, amen? In Christ Jesus. And then go over to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians 3. We got to get full, we got we to be filled until we're full. How do you know when you're full? When you start to overflow. When, when, the, when the container can no longer contain it, that's when you're full. Why, why does God want you to overflow? Because he wants you to affect others. It's not just about yourself. He wants you to share the joy. All right, Philippians 3, verse 19. Oh, my goodness. And that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God. we got to tap into the fullness of God. Where we lack, God can give it to us back. So that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your life, completely and flooded with God himself. The floodgates are open. The floodgates are open. Amen? Flood speaks of too much water. You're about to be flooded. We're having a flood tonight. Not the damaging kind, but the helping kind, the good kind. Amen. The flood waters of God, flood waters of heaven in the name of Jesus, flooding your soul, flooding your life, flooding your pocketbook, flooding your house, flooding your cars, flooding your workplace, flooding your clothes. You're going to ooze out with God wherever you go in the name of Jesus. Let the floodgates flow. Let the flood flow. Don't be afraid of this flood. Embrace this flood. This flood won't harm you. This flood will help you. This flood will heal you. This flood will loose you. This flood will deliver you. This flood will lift you up. This flood is meant to be enjoyed. Enjoyed. Joy, J-O-Y, joy, the joy of the Lord. There is a joy that comes from the Lord. It's it's your strength. It's your source. It's the joy of the Lord. There is joy in the Lord. Joy. Ha, ha, ha. Or as Isaiah 55 says, ho, ho, ho. 
Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's, the flood is here. Amen. Let's get caught up in the flood. Hallelujah. Come stand to your feet, everybody. Glory to God. We thank you for the flood, God. We thank you for the river that's moving. We thank you for the grace that's flowing. We thank you for the joy that's occurring, that's happening in the name of Jesus. Joy. Hallelujah. I bet you had some joy when God supplied your need. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you right now for your joy to flow in her life. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. This is going to be the best stress relief you've ever had. In the name of Jesus, Father, let that joy flow. Ha, <laughs> ha. Let it flow right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joy. Joy flowing. Joy flowing. Hallelujah. Joy flows to the faithful. Joy joy flows to the hungry. Hallelujah. Those who hunger and thirst shall be filled. Hallelujah. He's filling you right now in the name of Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, Ha 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's bursting on the inside. It's bursting. Glory to God. I'm telling you, joy is breaking out. Glory to God in this household. Joy is bursting forth in the name of Jesus. You can't contain it. You can't hold it back. Just let it flow. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Soda Maria Casamasunda la Mama Mama. Play in the river. Splash around in the river. Glory to God. Splash around in the river. We gotta be like kids and play in the river. Glory to God. If you have any specific need in your life that you want God to meet, I want you to come up right now. There is a divine flow of provision in the name of Jesus.